Welcome to But Still She Thrives. This is Christy, and today we're going to talk about 12 different kind of -of out-of-the-box ways to meditate. Hey, queens. Welcome to But Still She Thrives. Do you want to stop getting caught up in that wicked web of a creepy, crawly narcissist? Do you find yourself up late at night replaying the abuse you put up with and wondering how you can heal now? Do you wake up hoping for healthy relationships and peace only to feel totally exhausted and mind effed? Girl, I see you. I'm Christy. I too had to disconnect from toxic people in my life and I wished I could undo the damage. I felt ashamed, lonely, and kind of lost, but I'm a stubborn Italian and I refuse to give up. I found ways to recalibrate my mind and body more quickly than I thought and can now share them with you. In this podcast, you will find coping tools, healing methods, and confidence boosters so you can trust yourself and find peace and freedom. So shields up, ladies. Let's go protect our peace. All right. So meditation is a practice that can take many forms, and there are some creative, outside of the box, like I said, approaches to meditation. I am a huge advocate of meditation. It has changed my life. And if you are a person who has gone through abuse or trauma, meditation is really an amazing way in addition to your healing journey. Um, So yes, definitely use some of these approaches. Try them out if you haven't already. And email me. My email is always in the show notes. You can email me and let me know which one is your favorite. Number one, walking meditation. I love this because it incorporates something I'm very big on, which is moving your body to move that energy. So instead of sitting, you can practice meditation while walking. So you focus on each step, your breath or sensations, you know, that are in your body as you move. I also sometimes like to focus on different things like the trees or the blue skies. Um, There are times I like to do like listen to a podcast But I kind of view them as separate ways, but I do incorporate both. But when you want to really be present, just focusing on something, you know, like your breath, like something visual is a really cool way to do walking meditation. This is really good for those of us who have a problem sitting still, which I did for a long time. Now I've kind of conquered that and I can do sitting meditations, I can do them for a long time, but it took me a while to get there. And this was kind of a good bridge for me to get present without having to sit there and like still kind of felt in my head. This kind of teaches you how to get out of it. So it's a good starting point. Number two, artistic meditation. So engaging in creative activities like painting, drawing, sculpting, those adult coloring books or little kids coloring books, I'm not going to judge. So letting your artistic expression flow without judgment, right? Like don't go in trying to be a perfectionist about the art, just letting your intuition guide you and seeing what comes up. Sometimes I'll color, do art and words come up too. Like this just kind of flow out of me. Um, It can turn into like an art slash free writing session. So playing around with your artistic, creative Um, vibes, if you will. I know a lot of you are creatives out there, and it's a really good way to be able to do it without making it like a typical project where you're trying to make it perfect or you have a main goal, you have an outcome you're trying to get to. It's just like free flow, and I love it. I just sounded like a valley girl. I love it. Oh my God. All right, next, laughter yoga. I actually did not hear about this until 
I think it was 2018, when I moved back to Maryland, where I am now, I went to a yoga studio. My friend brought me there and she was like, let's do laughter yoga. And I was like, haha, what? It is a laughter yoga class. So they laugh heartily, like without any reason. There's, it's, it's hard to explain. You just have to go ahead and do it. But it is such a release. I actually ended up crying tears. And it, it, didn't, it didn't feel like hysterical laughter tears. You know you have that. It felt like a release of something sad. Like I was releasing this kind of heavy feeling through doing that laughter exercise. It's, again, it's hard to describe until you actually do it. So maybe check out a local studio, or I'm sure there are laughter yoga sessions that you could look at on YouTube. I've never done one online. I've only done it in person. Um, But I imagine there might be a way to do it online. But I think if you can do it in person, like with other people, that in-person connection is definitely pretty cool. So while I did have that sad, heavy feeling, I felt it lift. So therefore, I still was left with like an upbeat mood. You know, it was like a mood booster still. Speaking of mood boosters, do you all have my four-minute morning mood boost meditation? It is epic. Go grab it. It's always in the show notes. I created it for one of my busy mom clients who wanted like a shorter, I think I had a 10-minute one at the time, and she wanted an even shorter one to start in the morning, in the morning rush, but be able to do something. And I did, and it's been my most listened to. I actually sell it too on a site. It's been my most sold out meditation, but you get it free if you get it in the show notes. So go grab it. Number three, a sound bath meditation. Oh, these are so amazing. So you can do meditation through sound. You lie down, you can listen to singing bowls, gongs, or other instruments that produce these really soothing vibrations. I have a couple of singing bowls that I do myself, right? But it's nice to have someone else do it for you in a yoga studio or if you have a friend and you're both into this woo-woo stuff, um, one of you can do the sound bath for the other and then you could trade. Um, It's just awesome and some people really respond well to sounds. It's not my personal favorite. I think it's cool. I like it occasionally, but I'm really into visual meditation, so I prefer that. But it's, it's really fun if you're into more of the oral stuff. Oral, A-U-R, not oral, right? Do I have that right? Audible? (laughs) We're going to move on. Number five, sensory meditation. So you can explore different sensory experiences such as tasting various foods. I remember my daughter, gosh, it was a few years ago. She was like in kindergarten and first grade even. We would do these, it was called Cosmic Kids Yoga. And they had these little sessions that were just meditations that weren't the yoga but meditation parts and it was called zen den that's it i was trying to think of it so zen den this is great for kids by the way if you have kids that are younger and you want to introduce them into meditation and yoga but in one of them it was the first time i saw this it was actually a meditation and during it they were having you like they had you go get a piece of food i remember we had a cheese stick when we did it And they had you close your eyes and taste it. So it's like meditating through your senses. So you could do it through taste, touch, scent, sound, right? 
and experiencing the different, you could do whatever combination you want or just one of them. Um, experiencing that is going to make you more present. And the more you practice any of these methods, the more present you become, the calmer you become, the namaste mofo you are. So I don't know. It's a pretty cool one. I would definitely try try the taste one out. It's pretty fun. And if you guys want any specific videos on these, just email me. I love when you email me and ask questions. So go ahead. It's in there. It's on the show notes, fiercemamac at gmail. Um, and ask me for specific videos that I can recommend to you. And I will. All right. Number six, the floating tank meditation. <laughs> so Try sensory deprivation tanks or float tanks where you float in a buoyant Epsom salt. I always say Epsom. I want to say Epson with an N because I i don't know if it's my printer, my old printer speaking to me. Anyway, Epsom salt infused solution in complete darkness and silence. This for me, I don't know. I get kind of panicked. I can't really. I'm not big on this one, but it does work for some people. Everybody's different. That's why we have to try all of these things out. Um, but the isolation can really lead you to profound meditative experiences. Um, I, I Being like in complete dark like that, I don't know. It's not that I'm afraid of the dark. Mm, no, I'm just kidding. I'm really not. But it's just not my preference. Number seven, guided visualization. This is one I freaking love. I just love guided Guided meditations with the visuals are very helpful for me. Again, everybody's different, so try them all out. So rather than the traditional like breath-focused meditation, you engage in guided imagery or visualization sessions. And there's usually a recorded guide or you can do them live. Like I've led live meditations in my yoga classes before. Um, I think I have a couple recorded ones out there floating around somewhere. But you can follow along with a recorded guide to create these really vivid mental landscapes. Often they can include, you know, nature landscapes like fields of lavender or beach landscapes. Or I used to do one I loved um, that was, you know, going into the forest. And, you know, it's like kind of this magical mystical land. Um, there's just so many out there. There, There's a plethora of them. That said, I said that really strange, but that's okay. We're all friends here. Um, a plethora of them on YouTube. Again, um, I do have meditations that you can request from me. So let me know if you want a guided visualization one. I have one for abundance. Um, I have an anxiety one. So So that is one of my favorites. Next one is lucid dream meditation. You can practice meditation techniques that lead to lucid dreaming where you become aware you are dreaming within a dream. This is a very unique way to explore your subconscious mind. I actually did this like by accident when I was a child, which was pretty cool. So I learned to kind of do it. Again, if you want more details on any of this, message me because we have 12 of these to get through, but you can always, you know, look at them yourself or message me questions. Number nine, forest bathing. This has a name, another name, which is Shinrin-yoku. And this, you spend time in nature immersing yourself just in the sights, the sounds, and smells of the forest. 
This is a Japanese tradition, and it can be very, very rejuvenating. It's a deeper meditation. You spend some more time. This isn't like a four-minute mood boost. This is very immersive. You are up in there. You are letting your soul fly all over that forest. Um, no, but you're really surrendering to it. You know, it's a, it's a whole experience. Um, so that's a really, really cool one. Number 10 is the Chataka meditation. This is where you focus your gaze on a fixed object such as a candle flame or like the edge of a art piece like on your wall and just you don't leave that spot. You just concentrate on that one spot and it can enhance concentration and just that inner stillness. And it's like a practice like any other meditation, right? So the first time you do it, it might be hard. You get might distract. You might get distracted, but over time, as you do this, it's just teaching yourself to be still, be present, and it's a pretty easy way to meditate if you want to be still and you you don't want to have all these all this other noise. I guess right. Like I like other things. I like the forest bathing. I like the visuals. But this is if you're more of a simplistic person, this could be really up your alley. Number 11, mindful movement. So you can do activities, you may have heard of them, like Tai Chi, Qigong, I don't really know if I'm saying that one right, or yoga, which if you don't know, I teach yoga, I love yoga, yin yoga is my jam, where you combine physical movement with meditation. That's why I love yin yoga. It is a very slow yoga. It's a deep yoga, and there's a lot of meditative pieces to it. So I love it. And they encourage mindfulness through motion. Pretty self-explanatory. Number 12. Do you ever get a smell, a waft of a perfume, and you're like, oh, that smells like my grandma? Or that smells like me when I was 15 years old? No. Aromatherapy meditation. So using essential oils and scents to enhance your meditation experience is really cool. I love combining scents with my meditation. Um, I love Palo Santo. I love the scent of rose gives me all the feels. I just love it. So I have rose oils. I have like a rose actual perfume that I wear. Um, and inhaling certain scents can help you relax, right? Lavender, we know that. Eucalyptus is kind of like invigorating for me. I love that one. Peppermint. So it depends on what you're trying to accomplish by your meditation. Like if you're doing a morning mood boost, even if it's a longer one and, you know, smelling like a citric, a citrus, I guess, a citrus scent, eucalyptus, peppermint, something that kind of awakens you. That's great for that. If you're trying to relax, you're trying to go to bed, you can do the whole lavender, chamomile, any more calming scents. But essential oils, you can even get, you know, the little sticks with the oil in the canister because um, we don't want to burn any houses down. Okay. I seriously left a candle on once and I was traumatized and I did not burn a candle since. <laughs> no, no to fire. Um, so I like those little sticks. Incense is pretty cool too. Um, I used to love, what is it called? Patchouli. Patchouli. Any of y'all use patchouli? Anyway, so we could go down aromatherapy, meditation, th that whole 
for for a long time. But we have to end this because you guys need to get to meditating, okay? But remember, this is a personal practice. This is individual. What works for you may not work for another. I remember when I started meditating, thinking like, oh, there's a right way to meditate. I I was even a perfectionist about meditating. It's stupid, right? (laughs) So experiment with these fun different types of ways, right? And adapt them to suit your preferences. The key is to find a style that resonates with you and helps you cultivate that mindfulness, that inner peace, and what works for your schedule, what works for what you're trying to achieve. Like I said, are you trying to wake up in the morning? You're trying to go to bed. Just, you know, customize it your way because it's your life and you're a queen. All right. I am thinking about doing a separate, um, whatchamacallit, why can't I speak? Affirmation. Affirmation. Maybe not every week, but some weeks on Thursdays, just stick in affirmation. So let me know what you think about that, either on social media. You can message me or email me. Tell me if you'd like separate ones. And if you have any recommendations on what kind of affirmations, shoot it on over. And you know the drill. If you want to work with me one-on-one, you want to get some coaching done, we can do coaching, we can do energy work, all the things. Um, I will put the ways to work with me one-on-one in the show notes. So all you have to do is click over there, clickety-click, take your pick. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That I should make an end song that says that. Clickety-click, take your pick, work with me. I would love to work with you. That'd be great. All right. See you on the horizon. Smooches and deuces, she says. <laughs> all right. I think I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed, y'all. You go meditate. Namaste. Namaste.